sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Lights out and away we go with another fantastic edition of TM5's Track Talk. As always, I am Bryce Sparling. Here with me, my co-driver, Mr. Matt Ridgway. Matt, how you doing tonight, man? Uh, I am doing better than Alpine Racing is today. Boy, that was uh, quite the <laughs> to turnaround there. They pulled an IndyCar this year. They that was sure McLaren did. That did was, that in the IndyCar, right? Funny is, this is not the first time this has happened this year. We've got silly season going on in NASCAR with Kyle Busch. We've got Alpine announcing driver that says he's not racing for them. And we had the same thing in IndyCar uh, with McLaren earlier this year. So just it's a wild time right now. One of the funniest things I've seen online about the Alpine situation is somebody on a Reddit commented and they said, I am all in favor for this because I like watching a mess. And I was like, ah, yeah. I was like, that no, it, sounds sounds like me. <laughs> it was a train wreck. It's one thing if, if fans are causing a train wreck on Twitter, because that's what you expect. But but what Twitter's for real life unfolding uh the calamity of professional sports teams it is uh it's much more entertaining (laughs) well let's get to uh a little bit of a foreshadowing uh ferrari bottles another opportunity in f1 is the championship over for them uh yeah oh no with for sure they've sabotaged themselves i mean they they are out of it officially uh i think i saw today where max could dnf the next three races so he could take whatever this summer break is and then he could continue his vacation for another three weeks and come back and he would still be the points leader <laughs> and we'll get um, into more of that when we get to our f1 segment but yeah, yeah it's uh it's it's pretty much over i think and and yeah, rubbing's they, still racing in the in the truck series matt i mean they were rubbing mm-hmm. around um that was the uh what was the track they were at they weren't at the road course at indy they were at like in indianapolis I, irp road Park? IRP. park it's right outside indy so i mean it, it's uh i mean hell i think it, they share a parking lot but um yeah it's a it's smaller oval right outside uh indy it's a pretty cool little track i like that but yeah rubbin is racing it's still alive in the truck series which was uh nice to see you always like that on a short track and and they're in the playoffs right now. They're in the playoff they hunt. So uh, NASCAR or the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series still have a couple more weeks until they get into the uh, – what are they? Do they have a cool name for it, Chase for the Cup? Is that still the name for the playoffs for the Cup Series, guys? It's called the playoffs. The pl- <laughs> what did you what? expect? <laughs> the playoffs. Just the playoffs, guys. We're not going to go for anything fancy. Pretty sure, pretty pretty sure it's trademarked by NASCAR, so – NFL, watch out. Playoffs. No, you can't use the Ohio State yeah. has that trademark. No, so. there you go. So it's just playoffs, <laughs> uh, Just play playoffs. Playoffs. What was that, Tony Dungy? Uh, let's go ahead no. and start off. What, who was that? Uh, who, who was the playoffs? That was the Lions coach, right? No, 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 no. Oh, who I, my. Who am I, I can of? see his. Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards. That's yes. who it was. Dude, I think I've gotten Herm Edwards and Tony Dungy. <laughs> I think I've gotten them mixed up multiple times. Dude, Tony Danji. smoke coming out of my ears right now. I could, I could see his face, but I could not get to him. I saw you getting frustrated. I saw you getting Dude, frustrated there. My brain just went into overdrive. It's it's already 
This is going to be a wild podcast. It's already 1029 at night. Do we have live Braves commentary or what? Are, what's the Braves? Uh, we score? should we should have already won. You know, what? let me let me flip that on. It's a uh, we are we are spanking we the are. Phillies okay. right now, and the Nats and the Nats won. The Nats already beat the Mets. So awesome! Uh, yeah, yeah we are we are good. We are good there. We're going to go ahead and start off the mm. podcast with talking. Or I'm going to go ahead and mute that. Uh, uh, talking about the F1 in Hungary, Matt. I, I don't know about you. I don't know if you got to watch this entire thing. I watched the entire race. One of the most boring races of the season, in my opinion. I don't know why it, it shouldn't have been because there was a lot of stuff that happened. I, I can't explain to you why it was boring to me. I mean, if you saw the starting grid and you saw where everybody finished, it looked like it was an exciting race and Max coming from 10th to win was was kind of cool. But I, I don't know. There just wasn't a lot wasn't a lot of excitement around it. And, and Merck getting a double podium, like, that should make for good racing. I don't know. I, I hope I'm in the majority there. Wasn't a terribly fantastic race for me. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I mean, uh, I thought it was pretty good. I wasn't bored by it. I think um, just just coming into the day, I think I had high expectations. Not necessarily for a Mercedes win, but just that we would see something different. Now, with a Mercedes Mercedes sitting on the front row uh, for the first time this year and quickly closing the gap. I mean, I I would not be worried about Ferrari as the constructors points are concerned until this weekend and now maybe i'm concerned because they are they're catching up fast um but i thought yeah i thought with the with the grid set the way it was with uh max coming from 10th that's that's about as exciting as you could get for an f1 race i know there wasn't a lot on track uh it did kind of lull into but there was always the threat of weather too coming in um i thought it was a pretty good race i enjoyed it Good. I, I thought I was going to be in the majority there just because of where people started, where people finished, the Ferrari, Red Bull, Merck thing. And yeah, as you said before, um, another double podium for Merck. And they're only 60 points behind Ferrari right now in the Constructors' Championship, which seems stupid. If you'd have told me that a month and a half ago, I'd have told you you're insane. Uh, but Ferrari has done everything they can to screw up uh, 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 Leclerc and Sainz and all their strategy there's rumors going around now that their team uh bonotto is going to get fired in the summer break right. so would you be surprised i, be shocked. I mean no it's i would thing it's one thing if you come out and get get in front of this thing and say like hey you know we're not performing to our expectations and we got to look internally but he comes out with sunday afternoon and says there's there's no problems that ferrari's fine we just didn't have the pace when that was clearly a lie You've had the pace 100%. all year. Like it it just just own it. I mean, don't we can all see it. Everybody can see it. It's it is a disaster there in the Ferrari camp. They are the only ones in their own they cannot get out of their own way. Uh, and that that's got that's it's one thing because for let's be honest, Ferrari is the most popular probably race team in the world. Scuderia Ferrari F one. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. Worldwide, the the single most popular team of of all sports and all team, like maybe not to include soccer, but the following for that team is massive. Massive, yeah, and huge. so it's one thing when they're behind for a couple of years, like the last couple of years, they've been behind uh, Red Bull and Mercedes on pace. Um, so this year, it makes it it's got to make it all that more frustrating for those fans when they seem to have the pace and they have the drivers let's be honest charles leclerc is a championship driver 
fantastic you know, driver. Yeah. When he doesn't hit the wall while eating. Yep. And, and, and like he's, I just don't get it, man. I, I, when you have the pace, you can't be the ones slowing you down. And, and they are. And now, I don't know what that strategy was to put him on the hard tires when hard tires have been garbage all weekend. For everybody, too. The, the, the hard yeah. tires were garbage for everybody. It's not like it worked yes. for two teams. It didn't work for the three. Uh, they were trash for everybody. Yes, and they pulled him off the mediums, and he was still fast on those. And he said he was comfortable on those. <laughs> and they're like, well, your teammate's having problems on the mediums. So we're going to go to the hearts. Like, what is the logic there, Bryce? I don't, I don't know. I couldn't begin to know. All I know is I could have, I could be making a lot of money in life right now as a race strategist um, because common sense is apparently hard to find. The only thing I can tell you is that Bonotto is working for Red Bull. That's the only thing I can tell you is that he is actually, he's did a Red Bull the, spy. Did you see the interview with Christian Horner after the race? No, not yet. They, not yet. They asked him, "Is Ferrari sabotaging themselves?" And he looked at the dead serious face. He looked at the reporter and said, "Are we live?" <laughs> I mean, it's they are. I don't know. It's it's they so are. weird. Um, when Ferrari was slow the past couple of years, it is what it is. But they're doing everything to destroy a good car and you know two good drivers and signs in Leclerc. So. I, I don't know. and It's odd because that's not even the weirdest thing that came out of the, the race weekend. You have Fernando Alonso, who's going to Aston Martin. Um, that was today. Uh, yeah. Yep, today. Announced this morning. Why? So with, uh, with not Valtteri Botas, with uh, Sebastian Vettel retiring, uh, I don't know. That seems like it's a step down in equipment. Are you Massive agreement? step down. Yeah, Aston Martin's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's a money thing. I don't know. Um, it's not like Fernando's got anything left to prove in his career. Uh, at this point, he's a champion and might as well go wherever he's happiest. And if he thinks that the, the more stable organization or, or long-term security for his seat, if that's what he wants, he's already left F1 once and come back. Um, you know, I, I don't know what caused him to make this move, but, but boy, did it de-escalate from that point on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now we have um, Alpine announcing a driver who later recanted it and said Alpine posted this without my consent. So, Do you know how to say this guy's name, this kid's name? I feel like we're Piestri. Piestri. Okay, yeah, I did Piestri. not know. I know he's Australian, but yep. I did not know how to say that. Okay. Yeah, Piestri's un- unlike the Tennessee head coach's first uh, last name that I could not pronounce this morning on the morning five. I do know how to pronounce Piestri's name. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, Alpine come out and said that they signed Piestri for the 2023 season, oh, and then he comes out on Twitter and says, I'm, "Nope, nope, I never gave him the consent to announce that I will not be racing for Alpine next year in 2023 in F1." So I don't, I don't know this- who's. So this gets a little deeper, Bryce. Um, so Piestri is Alpine's development driver. He is contractually obligated to Alpine F1 team in whatever role they want him in for the 2023, and they have a team option for the 2024 season. So technically, legally speaking, and they've already come out and clarified this, they were within their rights to announce his promotion because they own his contract. Now, what the rumor mill is saying is that 
Piestri is rep now this is the rumor part but he's represented by Jensen Button and Jensen Button and McLaren have been talking behind the back door about Piestri coming over and filling Ricardo's seat and McLaren uh, because there's rumors that Ricardo's getting the boot out of his seat after this season at McLaren so now I thought that was gonna be Colton Herta I thought he was gonna get yes. that that yeah yeah so, That's what I was hoping uh, this for. This is this silly season rumor. This one's not done, but so so. <laughs> I yes. love silly season rumors. These are the Alpine, best. <laughs> Alpine is announcing they're putting the driver who they own the rights to in the car, and then the driver comes on social media of all places and says, "I'm not driving that car." Like, um, you, you signed a contract, but you you are driving that car. If you can <laughs> legally get yourself out of it, you know you're probably. You have to negotiate that on your own, but you are—you can't just leave. You—you you have a paper holding you inside the door there, and if they want, they tell. I can't imagine someone being told you're being promoted to F1, and he's like, "No, <laughs> no, I'm not. no, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not. not. Not for you. I'm not. Not for not for the team that employs me. I'm not. You're going to be um, one of 20 yeah. drivers in the entire world that have an F1 ride. No, I'm not. No, uh yeah. No, sir, not I'm not. One. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was clearly, that was clearly so there's odd. more there. Yeah. So odd uh, from Oscar Piastri, yeah, the uh, the Australian, and also uh, the young uh, American driver, Sergeant, I forget his name, will get FP1 rides uh, this whenever we get to Austin. I believe he's going to get FP1 uh, runs when we get to Austin. I forget what team it is. Is it is it Merck? Who I no is? Idea. I don't remember who Sergeant is, or maybe it's a. Uh, Maybe it's McLaren. I don't remember, but we are getting an American running an FP1 in the Austin race this year, so that'll be cool. Yeah, uh, moving cool. on to IndyCar at Indy. Alexander Rossi won the Gallagher Grand Prix on Saturday on the Indianapolis Motorsports Speedway road course to snap a 49-race winless streak, earning his first victory since capturing the NTT IndyCar Series race on June 23rd, 2019 at Road America. That is a massive span of 1,133 days of winless races. This was Rossi's eighth career victory. Yeah, um, kind of inherited this win, like a lot like Max Verstappen did last year. Uh, Colton Herta dominated this race. I mean, he was he was the clear uh, and same IndyCar last week with uh, Newgarden, just absolutely dominating Iowa. Um, Herta dominated this race uh, in his demonstration for the McLaren F1 seat, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, in true McLaren fashion, he lost an engine. Uh, <laughs> it just blew up. Yeah, it done blowed up. So it, it done uh, blowed it up. You know, shout out to Rossi. You've got to be there. You can't. Uh, no win is cheap. You've got to be there and earn it, regardless of the circumstances. Uh, he's he's a popular driver like you said a thousand one hundred and thirty three days is no small feat uh, to end a win a winless streak so good on him it was a pretty entertaining race uh, I thought it was the best re race of the weekend on that track um, I guess that's a little bit of foreshadowing of where we're going from there yeah I watched the replay of this one and I watched the the only other one that I think could give it a run for the money uh, was the Xfinity race because that was a little wild uh, but yeah, this was a this was a pretty good race. Christian Lungard finishes second, and Will Power finishes third to round out the podium positions. 
Uh, Rossi, who started second, took the lead for good on lap 42 when leader and teammate uh, Colton Herta lost drive. Apparently, it was, uh, I don't know if it was an actual engine issue or a transmission issue uh, or something in between, but yeah, lost drive after dominating the race, got knocked out. With just four races left, the top four are only separated by 38 points with Will Power in the lead of the championship. He took, he overtook Marcus Erickson this weekend. Yep. Uh, of, of the three series, we cover NASCAR, IndyCar and F1. This is the closest points battle as we come down the stretch, uh, excluding NASCAR's, um, playoffs. The, the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm talking about the points gap as we sit towards the, towards the playoffs. Um, Obviously, I mean, you can't are... you can't short sell the playoffs. Yeah, I can. Anyways, <laughs> let's get on to the aforementioned NASCAR. Go ahead and kick it off with the trucks who are at IRP this weekend. Uh, Grant Enfinger wins his first event of the season in overtime as the trucks start their playoffs in Indy in the return of the series to the Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park for the first time. Since 2011, Infinger beat runner-up Ben Rhodes to finish to the finish line by almost half a second. Rhodes passed Smith in the final lap to secure the second spot. It's a pretty cool racetrack. I like that. I like that racetrack. Yeah. It was. It reminded me of a little bit smaller Iowa, where it's, where Indy almost, raced last week. That's almost a perfect comparison. Spot on, Bryce. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. I don't know. I thought. I yeah. thought it had uh, had character. Um, yep. I don't know. I like that racetrack. I like that racetrack. I think that's the first race I can remember watching on that racetrack, and I think it was neat. Yeah, it was a pretty good little show. Uh, I missed the race. Uh, I have heard lots about it, including John Hunter Nemechek that we're about to talk about. That's our next point. Um, I heard he he didn't make a lot of friends out there. No, no, no. He sure he certainly didn't. Uh, Nemechek was the reason for the overtime, actually, as he spun Taylor Gray with two laps to go. And uh, I, I don't use the word spun lightly there. Yes, no. I, it was it was a definite, I'm going to hit you mm-hmm. in your rear quarter panel there and see how many times I can spin you around coming off this corner. That's my understanding of the situation is it was the uh, the old hooked him. So. Oh, yeah. You know, big time. You'll have that. Yeah, big time. And, and uh, Nemechek's defense, I mean, he did get spun around twice in that exact same fashion earlier in the race. So tempers could have been. It wasn't, it wasn't by... Taylor Gray, but it did happen earlier in the race. I don't know. Tempers might have been a little bit high there, but yeah, he definitely spun Taylor Gray. I, I don't think it was on purpose, but it was just reckless. It was just reckless racing. It was just, you know, yeah. bad racing. Uh, Christian Eckes and Matt Crafton are currently below the playoff cut line. So that's not good. Yeah. I think they have pick. two races left yep. until the yeah. first cut. Yeah. Um, my pick of Matt Crafton winning the championship. I'm, I'm sticking with it, Bryce. I'm not jumping. All shit. right, hey, he we're can gonna come rally. Back. We're gonna rally. Come back and he can come back and win the playoffs. I want him to win the championship without ever competing for a win. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Xfinity Series. AJ Allmendinger wins another road course race on Saturday while leading 42 of the 62 laps. The victory was Allmendinger's third of the season. All of those victories have come on road courses. AJ Allmendinger has solidified himself as one of the best road course racers in NASCAR right now, whether in the Xfinity series or the Cup series. 
He is almost always my go-to pick when the road courses run around. Yeah, I mean, he was your pick last week, and you couldn't have made that look any easier. That was, talk about the low-hanging fruit on the tree. You just, uh, that one basically fell into your lap, didn't it? I actually nailed, I bet on all three of these races this weekend. Yeah, I saw I bet, that. You sent me I that. bet on F1, uh, nailed that one with Max winning it. Um, I bet on Xfinity, AJ Allmendinger winning it. And then I also bet on the Cup Series with Tyler Reddick uh, winning it. A little foreshadowing there. Uh, but I nailed all four of those. I don't. I think I think the only reason I picked Reddick in the Cup Series was I looked at like past road courses and he'd done he well. He won the last so, one. Yeah. 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 I was like, ah, I'm just going to pick him, I guess. Right there. Uh, Justin Allgaier passed Ross Chastain on the final lap to secure third place with Chastain Holding fourth, Chase Briscoe came home fifth, followed by Riley Hurst, Sam Mayer, Ty Gibbs, Austin Hill, and Noah Gragson. Anything stand out to you in this race? Nope. That's. I thought it was neat uh, because these cars aren't built for road courses. I always like to see these cars go around road courses because they're not. I don't know. They're not supposed to be. They're not supposed to be on road courses. They're supposed to be on ovals. So I think it's kind of neat to watch them battle the cars and stuff. But yeah, other than that, I don't know. It was okay. It was fine. Nothing special, I guess. Uh, in the Cup Series, Tyler Reddick wins at Indy and beats out Ross Chastain, who was doing Ross Chastain things and getting yes, penalized all day. He uh, apparently yeah. didn't think that the turn at turn one applied to him. Well, it, it wasn't, you know. So this goes back to last year. Uh, Chase Briscoe, Denny Hamlin starting on the front row for the last restart of the race. Denny Hamlin does what Denny Hamlin does and runs Chase clear off the track into turn one. Runs him down sure. into the infield. So Chase takes the shortcut, goes straight through the grass, never lifts, just keeps on digging, comes out in front of uh, Denny Hamlin and NASCAR says, nope, black flag, you've cut the course. Like like he wasn't sent absolutely sent down in there by Denny Hamlin. So then we have the fiasco of, you know, Chase Briscoe decides if I'm not winning this race, Denny Hamlin's not either because he caused this and he dumps the leader on the, uh, in the on the back side of the track. Um, so NASCAR, in their infinite wisdom uh, of just omnipotence that never fails to amaze me, uh, puts a <laughs> chicane. They say, okay, so if we have this problem this week, dear, there is a chicane in turn one. You can take that access road and and you're okay so if you can't make the corner in turn one you're allowed to take the access road and you won't get black flag <laughs> what they didn't account for is that the access road could be faster if you just send it through there and don't break <laughs> now we have i missed a turn whoopsie <laughs> yeah and so look it is my understanding today i have no love for ross chastain i've made that abundantly clear on this podcast it is my understanding that to the best of his knowledge, while knowing what he was doing was unethical, it at no point was it established by NASCAR that it was illegal. So it <laughs> just sounds to me, it illegal. sounds to me at this point, like he took it at, he found a loophole, exploited it when it mattered most and made NASCAR make a judgment call and good on him for doing that because <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have people that ingenuity is why we have a rule book in NASCAR because people make a NASCAR look like idiots and he did and so I you know one of the very few times I will give props to Ross Chastain that was brilliant 
he was in like 15th place and he came out of that chicane in front of the leader. Uh, uh, you never said I couldn't he, do it. That, yeah, that was never listed that I like, couldn't you do this. Put that access road there for people who couldn't make turn one. Like it, <laughs> you put it. That's why it's here. It wasn't yeah. there last year. I had a big issue in turn one. Now there's an access road if you can't make turn one. What am I supposed like, to do? Just so. because I, you know, mm. voluntarily missed turn one, you didn't say I couldn't yeah, take. That uh, yeah, yeah, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it was pretty funny. I thought honestly, Dude, I thought it was hilarious. I, um, he he did. Guy, Ross Chastain did have he a little. Puts on a show every week. He is perfect <laughs> for NASCAR right now. That is, that he did is have a little is, bumping and banging. If we NASCAR could clone thirty eight other Ross Chastains and have them all out there, <laughs> that we would we would be the highest selling sports in the world. <laughs> It turned into a, a boxing match inside the infield. Yeah. <laughs> Turn one restarts, man. They were mm. absolute 100% mayhem all week long or all day long for the Cup Series. Uh, going five, six wide, trying to get into turn one. Yeah. Uh, it that, was terrible. That, that was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Like <laughs> That was bad. It was pathetic is what it was. There are just <laughs> no respect in this series. People like – you see when Joey Logano basically went on to pit road and took him like five <laughs> or six wide. Never even thought about making the corner. He was nope. just going to clean out whoever was there. He, uh, he came in and just wedged his car right yeah, there. Yep. Turn one. And went, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Kyle Larson, the one of the best drivers in the world, uh, said his brakes failed, but Hendrick Motorsports came out today and was like, uh, no, his brakes didn't fail. Um, what? That was, that was not a... That was a... Yeah, he said... Oh, my brakes failed. My brakes failed. And Hendrick. Yeah, I saw that incident. Hendrick yeah. defended themselves today with like, there was no mechanical failure on the car. We have all the sensors and the data and none of it. Like it was a driver error. And so I thought that Whoa. was. Yeah. yeah that, so I didn't, I, guess, I didn't hear that. I guess those guys didn't take uh, too kindly to be accused that, you know, him trying to cover up his mistake. He's one of the best race car drivers in the world. And I have no idea how he missed turn one like he did. Horribly. Um, I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't yeah, even like he dude, sort of didn't like break. A, yeah, it, it looked like his brakes went out. The quarter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that but, that was one yeah. of the things that I saw because I, I I noticed that it seemed like there was a lot of brake failure this weekend at that course, and I don't remember there being that much brake failure at road courses in the Cup Series so far this year. I, maybe I'm misremembering, but. It just seemed like there were a lot more road course uh, or a lot more brake failures this weekend at the Indy Road Course than there has been at the other road courses uh, in in NASCAR this year. I don't, I don't know if, if that's true or I don't know if it's because of the characteristics of the track they were at this weekend. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I can't say that I noticed more than normal. The only more than normal failure I noticed this weekend was brain failure, and that was pretty much the entire field. There's a lot of that. So. Except for Tyler Reddick. That guy was lights out all. I mean, he drove a perfect race. Uh, and your guy again from back-to-back mm-hmm. races, Mr. Kevin Harvick, gets taken out in a wreck that has nothing to do yeah. with him. I mean, just, yeah. he's an innocent uh, that's, bystander. That's kind of how our luck goes. Um, we Obviously, if you're... Obviously, we know we're in a win-to-get-in position with Kevin Harvick. We're, we're not going to point our way into the playoffs at this point. Uh, with only a couple races left, you go ahead and cross off Daytona and Indy Road Course and probably Watkins Glen as your your chances to win. And what you're left with uh, is this weekend at Michigan, and that's not looking great. 
and so kind of all of your eggs are in the Richmond basket where he finished second in the spring and we haven't been terrible on the short tracks so uh, still a possibility but it doesn't look good but yeah you don't we didn't you don't expect much um, there at Indy uh, other than maybe just salvage a decent points day if you can stay out of trouble which we couldn't do so is what it is yep yep nothing nothing he could have done to stay out of out of that kind of carnage chastain uh after the race did receive a 30 second penalty ended up finishing 27th because of his turn one antics which i thought was quite hilarious <laughs> second Brilliant. to 22nd 27th 30 second yep. penalty I, Matt, I just we got- appreciate him showcasing the joke that we are <laughs> hey don't worry in a couple of weeks we have the playoffs so yeah. get excited for that get excited for that Matt, we have a new segment this week called Questions. I named it. Pretty awesome name. Ingenuitive. Took me a lot of time to think of the name. Uh, this is the segment where we answer your questions. Actually, I try to give you a stupid answer that is just completely 100% made up, and Matt will actually give you the right answer. So the first question we have this week, Matt, uh, how to get into a NASCAR team. Uh, you know, Do they go out recruiting? How do you become part of a NASCAR team? What's the best way to get into it? You know, low level type thing, work your way up. Um, do they have like a parts specialist? Do they have a, a parts building, if you will, in the NASCAR facilities that you have? What's the best way to get started if you want to get started in a NASCAR team, just kind of working your way up? So there's a lot of ways to answer this question. Uh, if pit crew is your thing, there's pit crew specialized schools here in Mooresville where you can go do specific training and and uh, contract work out of there until you get picked up by a team. That's one way to do it. Um, you can, there's more than one automotive trade school in the area. You can do that and volunteer your time with a race team. That's the route that I went. I went to a school here in Mooresville. Um, and, and when I could in the afternoons, I volunteered. Uh, I got put into a truck shop with Jennifer Joe Cobb, who's one of the um, lower tier trucks in the truck series. I, I'll be honest, it was a uh, it was a pretty rough experience right from the get go. Not because of anything, any of the people there. They're all good people, but just the budget is, is you know almost nothing. But I got noticed there by another truck team, Young's Motorsports, with Tyler Young, the O2 truck, um, and and they brought me over to intern with them. And from there, I got a call from Stuart Haas right before I graduated. I had been recommended by the, I don't know, director of the school. He's not like the principal, whatever you call it. It's, it's not a real college, so it's not like a dean or it's... Anyway, the top guy at the school had the, all El the Presidente. Old, yeah, El Presidente had all of his, like, the best students in the school pile. And, and he called around for those people and and my name landed at Stuart Haas and Stuart Haas called me and said, hey, we need a teardown guy um, if you want to start for almost no money, but be here at Stuart Haas <laughs> Racing, we'd love to have you. And so I said, yes, sir, thank you very much. I'll take your no money and your crumbs and whatever you see fit to give me uh, and I, I will do the very best job I can. So uh, that's how I worked my way up um, to answer your question. Then, you know, from Teardown, I was promoted to the 
fab department where I made the side skirts for a couple of years and then I got promoted to crush panels and then now there are no more crush panels because of the Gen 7 car. Everything is plastic. There's no fabrication that actually goes into a car anymore. It's uh, what about the what about the pieces of tape that you put on the front of the car underneath the wrap? Yes, so so I don't do that. Interestingly enough, I I am the guy, me, Matt Ridgeway, the guy who preps the noses at Stuart Haas Racing. I so you're the that. tape That's, guy. I I am I'm the not tape guy because <laughs> I know that tape can't go on there. Uh, at no point now don't get me wrong if somebody tells me hey we're putting tape here don't ask questions you better believe I'm going to do it Uh, I have my parts I'm not going to tell you with a straight face that my parts have never been confiscated by NASCAR before because they absolutely it it happens it happens Uh, it does you know but um, yeah so I prep the now with the crush panels being gone I prep the noses at SHR I do the duck work Uh, so basically I I I run the air from the nose of the car and the brake fans if we're running brake fans. Brake fans will be run at short tracks and road courses. Um, so like this weekend, Michigan, they'll have no brake fans. Uh, next week, Richmond, they will have brake fans, you know. At, and I prep that if it's we're doing that. And otherwise, I prep the ductwork that runs the air to the radiator and the snorkel that runs up into the engine. There used to be two inlets in the front of the nose of the car. One for the radiator, one for the engine. Now there's just one. It's like a double straw, if you will, and they feed into both from the inside of the car. Um, but yes, so long way to answer your question. I I moved to Mooresville, North Carolina. I busted my ass and I got noticed by the right people and uh, a couple lucky breaks fell my way um, because I busted my ass and I'm here today. There are parts rooms. We do have a parts room. They have parts specialists there. You can apply for that job. If you have any experience with parts ever, if you worked in an O'Reilly's or a Napa or an AutoZone, uh, you're probably qualified to work in a NASCAR parts ring. Um, wow, well, I didn't know that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Now, now I've, I've thrown a carburetor through a wall one time. Um, I'm not sure if that makes me a parts specialist, but I can chuck a, I can chuck a carburetor pretty far, pretty hard, and it's crazy when it hits a wall, when it hits a sheetrock wall, it goes right through it and it makes a nice carburetor size hole and then it sinks to the bottom and you don't have a way to get your carburetor out of the wall and it's sort of in there forever. So well, I have great news for you, Bryce. The uh, cup cars are fuel injected. So if you find a carburetor, you are free to chuck it at any wall you want. Fantastic. <laughs> it is not necessary. Well, the um, only downside there, I don't know how to work on fuel-injected cars, really. I have very minimal well, work on even, that. I, I, all even carburetors for news, me. Even better news for you is the engines come sealed from Roush Yates engines, and you don't have to work on anything. Perfect. You just have to put it in and bolt it in there. And you just have to put it on and put a, little, it. put a little piece of tape over the spark plugs or whatever yes, they use for listen, spark plugs. They don't use spark plugs anymore, whatever they use. If you've, this, is, this is me being serious for a second. If you have ever had a dream to work in NASCAR and do this for a living, now is the time to get down to Mooresville, North Carolina and get in the sport because we are losing people left and right that are fed up with the direction of the sport. Uh, I look around and I see, I've only been at Stewart House Racing for five years and I have seen a lot more turnover than I'm comfortable sharing uh, in that five years. People are just done with it. They don't, NASCAR has lost its way, lost its identity 
and vacancies are everywhere. And, and on top of that, it's as easy now as it's ever been because there's no skill work left. It's all, if you can build Legos and follow directions, you can build a NASCAR cup car today and, and the opportunity is there. The pay's not, but for somebody that's their dream job like me, um, I, I for, for went for, for goad, for went. I don't think I, it's for goad. I, I prioritized. I think that's it. Yeah, I don't know. I prioritized um, working in NASCAR above anything that I would make. Uh, and, and that, you know, I, I look myself in the mirror every day and I'm comfortable with that. So it, the time is now. If you want to do it, get down here. So you're telling me I need to apply for the sporting director job for NASCAR and get, get this train back on the tracks and get it rolling. Get it rolling Indeed. towards where we need to go. I better be your first hire. Dude, we could turn it around in an instant like that instantaneously. The first thing we do is upload the highlights in high definition to YouTube. I don't understand whether or not. I, I would let that be your first priority because I have so <laughs> much to fix. After. That would be a 10 second fix. And then we could start with the real issues. But you would have you're, that. You're saying that, that fix would just be like putting a piece of tape like yeah, you know, on the nose, nose or something. Yeah, and then just cover <laughs> it up and no one will know. No we one will ever find this. We don't this. even have to say anything. Next question we got, uh, there was a, a screen cap on Twitter that was sent to you about some weird thing on the spoiler, and they were wondering, you know, if it was a, sens a sensor or I said it was an automated aerodynamic uh, flangemabob, uh, which apparently is not right. I was informed earlier that the flangemabob apparently is not a part on a car. Uh, but yeah, there was a there was almost like a little dot or something on the spoiler mat. What what is that? What is that for? Uh, what 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 did you call it? A, a what? An aerodynamic flangemabob. flangemabob. I think I think was the oh. yeah I believe that was the technical term for it. Yeah, so you're close. What I, what I hear you saying is that it's a TV camera. Uh, In and, a roundabout way. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're spot on. Uh, that's exactly what it is. It is. <laughs> It is a TV camera that mounts to the back of the spoiler. Uh, so it's out of the air. That's a pocket uh, where the air is pushed around. It, it does not affect the aerodynamics of the car uh, so much. I mean, everything affects the aerodynamics of a car, but, but you're not going to see a performance hit um, over any downforce for that. But yeah, it's just a way for, um, for the TV to uh, NASCAR for them to get more eyes on a, a, an angle it's kind of like they're our equivalent of not f1's roof camera but if f1 had like a spoiler camera or something like i mean where you could see the whole car like it's basically racing in third person because you can see the whole car from that camera i haven't seen it much in a broadcast i don't know if it was like trial thing or what but yeah long answer short tv camera now so when you have when you when the tv cameras are mounted on the outside of the car does every car have all have the TV camera mounted in the same? Okay, that's what I was wondering because like so, you couldn't well, put so you couldn't put on. one so, on half, could you? Correct. So not every car has a TV camera on it, but every car has a weight mounted in the same location that is the equivalent of that TV camera. So it doesn't gotcha. matter if you have the key TV camera or not. There is a weight that is bolted there to simulate to, to make it even for everyone. So to answer gotcha. your question, everyone is carrying the same weight in the same location. Not all of them are functional TV cameras. Makes sense. That's Makes a good sense. Question. Okay, cool. That's a very yeah. I was, I was I was wondering that because like it would affect the aerodynamics and 
you yes. know, the flange of my bob would get in the way and, and, yep. and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. We don't want the flange of my bob to get in the way. F1 is currently on their uh, summer break. They will start back at Spa August 28th, I believe, is the next time uh, they race, but they are on a three week break. This weekend, IndyCar is at Nashville. I've always wanted to go to this race. Oh, always thought this race would be fun to go to. No, did they race last year? No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. I don't think so. I'm positive they did. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll yeah. take your word for it. The only, the only reason I, I know is because I looked up tickets. I, I paid attention to IndyCar last year. It, the um, only reason I know that is because I looked up tickets and hotels and stuff, and it was on. I got you. It was on the same weekend the Titans were in town at home. Yeah. Uh, because it was like a different schedule. Uh, so I didn't go because it was expensive. But yeah, uh, I've, always yeah wanted to go, I've always wanted to go to this. It's downtown. It looks kind of cool. Um, the uh, the NTT series practice one will be at four fifteen on Friday, and then practice two uh, is at twelve fifteen on Saturday. Both of those are streaming on the cock, uh, and then the qualifying also on Saturday at four thirty streaming on the cock, which is kind of disappointing. I was hoping qualifying would be on cable TV, and then Sunday at three p.m. the race is on NBC. Matt, who you got this weekend? In Nashville, who won it last year? Uh, Henry Stinsenberger. Give me them. Yeah, Henry Stinsenberger to win. I'll take Will Power. I, you know, I'll go off. Okay, I'll go. I'll go off script from what I've picked all year. Give me Will. Give me Power. Marcus Erickson. I think Marcus okay. Erickson wins and he recaptures his uh, his championship Honestly? lead. Oh, that yeah. would be entertaining. Yeah. Uh, all right, NASCAR this weekend. We are at a track in a state that sucks, and nobody nobody goes there. Nobody watches it. Nobody cares. The place is awful at everything they do. They're at Michigan, Michigan International Speedway. Uh, Saturday, the Xfinity cars kick us off at 9.05 a.m. for practice on NBC Sports, and then at 9.35, they have qualifying on NBC Sports. The Menards cars have practice at 10.45 a.m. It is not on TV. Uh, and then qualifying at 11.30 a.m. for the Menards cars is also not on TV. The Cup Series has practiced at 12.35 on NBC Sports, and then they qualify right after that at 1.20 on NBC Sports. Then the Xfinity Series, same day, still on Saturday, 3.30 p.m. on USA Network. They have the new Holland 250. And then right after that, the Menards cars actually have a night race, sort of, at 6.30 p.m. for the Henry Ford Health 200 on Flow Racing or MRN. Then we switch over to Sunday. The big boys go racing at 3 p.m. The Cup Series kicks off their Fire Keepers Casino 400 on USA. Matt, who you got this weekend in the Cup Series at Michigan? Uh, I don't know. I'd like to give it to a Ford because Ford's always cared a lot about this race. Um, I just don't think we have the arrow. Uh, I'm going to take Kyle Bush. I think he's got okay. a little bit of uh he's got a point to prove and I think that the Toyotas have the speed Does he? this weekend. Does he have a point to prove? Hmm. Yeah, I think Does he, he uh, you know, he still doesn't have a contract. We're still waiting. I um it's a free agent. It's a free agent floating around. It, it it's not been a secret that my team has tried recruiting him. Um and I, as of this moment, we don't have a deal, so I guess... I actually heard he's going to race for McLaren. 
uh, in IndyCar. <laughs> but <That's>... he did. <laughs> <laughs> what we need to do is just announce that he's racing for us, and then maybe it'll. Um, <laughs> maybe he won't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. I, I... I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. I think Ryan Blaney captures his first win of the year. He's been so close. I don't know why I'm picking Ryan Blaney, but I, Ryan Blaney. Give me what Ryan Blaney. Okay. He's raced so well this year with no victories. Give me Ryan Blaney to win this week. Yeah, but it's a Ford. Michigan. Exactly. And Ford's. Yeah, Ford's got to win this, right? They have to win this. They have well, to win this we, weekend. Statistically, we've dominated. The, I, I have. Hold on. One. Two, three, four, five. I have five wins at Michigan in my five years of working in the sport. Uh, Michigan has been really good to me. It's been really good to our team. Um, but I, I just don't have a good feeling about. I just don't think we have it this year. Oh man! Um, so maybe I want to. Maybe I want to switch my pick over to Kevin Harvick and give you all the. Uh, give you all the win. Um, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay with Ryan Blaney. I'm gonna stay with Ryan Blaney. All right. Already all right. Gonna stay with Ryan Blaney. All right. That's all we have for uh, for track talk this week, man. You got anything else to add? Uh, no. I was trying to see. They reopened North Wilkesboro tonight. I uh, saw officially. that. I, I saw that the pictures. Yeah, on the, TikTok. Tonight was the kickoff, and so I was trying to see if we could figure out who won because it's 11:10. I assume it's over. What? Uh, who is who is racing there? I don't know. Uh, it was a late model series. It's not the Cars Tour. The Cars Tour will be there later this month. Dale Jr. is driving in that race. I may be at that one. Oh, here we go. Uh, 39 minutes ago, the youngest winner ever at North Wilkesboro Speedway, 11-year-old Paul Hartwig III, wins the Crate Modified feature. Are you sure they weren't so, playing polo there? Uh, so that's modifieds. I don't know if there was anything else racing there. Tonight, if that's it was just cool, modifieds. I thought there were late models there. That's a lot. Eleven years old, and that's absurd. North Wilkesboro win. I didn't know. Crazy. I didn't know they were racing there tonight. I thought it was just like a, a soft opening where people yeah, came and saw no, it. And stuff. Well, it kind of is. It is. Uh, it's it's a test run for the the cars tour later this month. That will be the the uh, event there. Uh, Will that until, be televised? Do you think that'll be on TV? The car it'll be, so it'll be on Flow Racing, uh, which is another paywall um, racing website. There, everything, you know, it's the future. Everything's going behind a paywall. So it is what it is. But yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm not gonna pay for watch. I'll watch the replays on TikTok or YouTube or something. Yeah. So. Um, Anyway, Tyler Reddick did a great job this weekend. He can have his uh, his ring. I have I have this one. Um, oh, and, I like and, that. That's a real brickyard yeah, one, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that's yeah. the that's, that's the one that matters. That's ask Tyler thing. Reddick. Ask Tyler Reddick if he'd rather have this ring or that one. And see what uh, yeah, does. I kind of wanted to bring that up. Like when they won the race, and I don't want to take anything away from them winning a race, but they're like, oh, what? We won the Brickyard. Let's go get some bricks. And I'm like, well, you didn't. You didn't win the Brickyard, yeah. did you? You won a race at the Brickyard yeah. where the Brickyard used to be held. It's, it's there. Yeah, but you yeah. didn't win the Brickyard. It's not. That's yeah. not really what you did there, Chief. And no, we. Why don't Why don't we have the Brickyard anymore? What's What's? It's the track owner that we can't come to an agreement with. Is that the reason? 
the track owner is Roger Penske. Um, and the answer is Twitter. Ooh. Oh, uh, Twitter is the reason we lost a crown jewel event because it wasn't exciting enough for these mouth breathing, uh, five attempt second attention span immediately go to Twitter and cry it's indie. because it's exactly, exactly. I, yeah. It's one of the most prestigious sports sporting venues in the world, let alone in the entire racing, world in yeah. the world, in the world. And these freaking fans just cry because their driver didn't w- win the race. That I, I don't get it. I know it wasn't the most exciting racing in, ever. It was freaking indie. It's indie, yeah. You don't remove Monaco from F1. It's not a great exactly. race, but it's that's not what it's about. It's, but it's Monaco. It's so much bigger than that, yeah. Was it, I, listen, I, so at, at this point... You know, I, I don't think we've seen the last Brickyard 400. I think it eventually comes back. I do. I, I fully expect that the road course will wear out its welcome and fans will overwhelmingly demand the the crown jewel event back. Uh, it's one of the most prestigious races. Like I, I this is this ring is, is probably one of my favorite things that I own. Uh, and fortunately, I, I to this day, uh, at least for the foreseeable future, I can claim that we won the last ever Brickyard 400. That's uh, pretty cool. Before before it didn't matter anymore. Because I like if if you think that you know would I have been happy to win the race this weekend? Sure. Does it matter? No. The, not, not as much as the, the Brickyard. Oval. Not the legit Brickyard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, it. I don't know. It. That's the reason that's we raced sucks, man. backwards through the infield. Uh, going the wrong way on the most prestigious track in the world uh, is because there's our there's our second cry. there's our second thing we're fixing right there when I become sporting oh, yeah. director yeah we're getting Brickyard yep. back yeah getting getting Brickyard back all right we're gonna head out of here guys it's uh it's late and we've been up for a long time tonight uh, this will come out probably in the afternoon on Wednesday but for Mr. Matt Ridgway I am Bryce Sparling thank y'all for listening we will be here same time same place next week.